Hello, 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 and welcome to the Press the Action Button podcast, where one Buck Savage and one John the Jackhammer Rogan talk about video games. My name is Newman. I don't get either of those references. Buck Savage? No, who's Buck Savage? John, John, John the Jackhammer Rogan? Mr. No. Jackhammer? No. <laughs> oh, I can't spell it out for you here. Well, Keenan and Kel. Of course. <laughs> What's that? What episode is that from? Oh, this, is, this is not how you open a podcast on gaming. Well, Book Savage. They'll be starting Sav- off with it then. And then if nobody gets the obscure reference from a show that came out 25 years ago. <laughs> Those references are purely for you to pick up on. <laughs> anyway. Book, I'm, Book Savage, Supermarket Cup. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yes, yes. I yeah. do remember now. Anyway, I'm Yusuf. Hello and welcome to the podcast. <laughs> Hello, Yusuf. Yusuf started this on a bad uh, on a bad note, so I'm already annoyed at him. And I was already annoyed at him during the week because he put the number eight in the Final Fantasy VIII podcast instead of the Roman numeral, which made me sick. And he did it before he told me, so. Very, very upset by this. Um, <laughs> I don't have time to be typing in Roman numerals. That's very much you. <laughs> it's you. You're living in the past and you love everything old. <laughs> Absolutely not. Listen, I'm telling you, any, any Final Fantasy fans out there who are listening, and I know you are, um, who's right here? Yusuf or me? The number eight or the Roman numeral? I'm aware I'm wrong, but I can't be typing three characters with one of them. Of course you can. It looks beautiful. A big you know eight, what? big boring eight doesn't go nice after Final Fantasy. You're lucky I didn't type in FF8 and just leave it at that. <laughs> that would have actually been better. <laughs> so that, that was our most recent uh, podcast. And I would like to take this opportunity to thank you in particular, listener, you there for whatever it is you did, whether it was telling somebody about the podcast or subscribing or rating. I want to thank you personally because uh, numbers have been going up again. So uh, mm. my personal gratitude and I guarantee Newman will give you anything you want in return. Anyway, I guarantee. <laughs> moving on swiftly. <laughs> yeah. Actually, before we get into today's show, and we haven't told people what it's about, so we'll leave you on the edge of your seats for a little bit longer. We would like to extend our gratitude to a friend of the show, Brenda. Mm-hmm. Um, thank you very much. Um, we know that you've had a little bit of a bump recently, so we hope that you feel better um, very quickly. And we thank you for listening. And uh, we hope that this podcast uh, helps you in some way, lifts you a little bit. Good, good. That's uh, absolutely right. Um, so this podcast, as Newman was hinting at, and if you didn't get from the title, is a little bit different. Um, instead of doing a set episode, we thought that, uh, well, quarantine's coming back in in Ireland. Um, Ooh. Yes. So people are going to get stuck in their house. So we thought, right, you know what might be a good one? Some great games that we love that maybe don't get as much credit as they deserve. So we're talking about some hidden gems. Yes, and I've made sure to, to you know, choose the most obscure games that you won't be able to get your hands on anyway, so it won't help you. <laughs> okay, it's not what I'm I joking. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. It should be reasonably easy with eBay. Right, yeah. okay. Okay, that's yeah. good. That's good to know. Yeah, just if, you, you know... Because we just thought it might be a good time to go because maybe you're going to be stuck in. Actually, I actually had a, a friend of mine who was, um, he was doing a master's in Finland and he finished it up and he was doing the last bit in Ireland. Um, mm-hmm. And he was sending it in and he just he couldn't come to anything when, when quarantine was kind of relaxed. He couldn't uh, enjoy any of us hanging out. And then the day it ended, we went back into full lockdown. So, <laughs> so he goes, that's it. To be. He goes, that's it. I'm buying a PlayStation 4. So we bought a PlayStation 4 that same day. <laughs> Really brilliant. Yeah. Is he from Finland? 
No, he's Irish. Ah, okay, okay. Yeah, nice. So yeah. I was at um, the park today and people were acting like there was no quarantine. And you know what? I don't really blame them. Now, and when I say, and when I say, when I say they act, they're acting like there's no quarantine, I mean, they're not like afraid of everything anymore. You know, they're still physically distancing. You know, we, we got a coffee in, in the red stables and there was like big distance between people in the lines, which is all good. But I just mean the fear is gone. You know, people still have a smile on their face, which wasn't the case in the mm. first lockdown, which is that's nice. That's nice, you know, because we, we can be safe and, you know, do things. And I hate the phrase, get to a new normal, where we can still be safe and, and do our normal thing. But let's move sharply away from uh, talking about COVID and everything. Yes, go away, COVID. All right. So go away with you. Uh, what have you been playing? Um, I my new job's been very busy, so I haven't been playing much to be honest. Yeah, so if anyone has another job offer, <laughs> no, I'm joking. <laughs> but no, I haven't been playing too much. I've still been playing Horizon Zero Dawn. I got to the stage where I've done so many side missions that I have pretty unlocked almost everything on my skill tree even though it's not a tree so mm-hmm. all there is to do now is the main story really which i'm not too plus on doing um you know in no rush to do i guess but um yeah, yeah. again I, still a great game i saw an interesting kind of dialogue of if you take something like um the first last of us and if you take red dead redemption um if you compare one of them is completely linear and the other one is mm-hmm. completely open open world um and the problem is you know, people might complain, oh, there's nowhere nothing you can do in a linear, in Last of Us, it's so linear, but that's kind of how you have to keep the story solid. And then sometimes you have so much freedom in the open world of a game like Red Dead Redemption that having to do the storyline and stuff ends up feeling really boring and constrictive because it's less yeah. fun. So it is quite hard to kind of get that right. And sometimes games do that where you're like, oh, this is cool and it's great. It's like, oh, okay, yeah, I guess I'll do the story now. Mm. I like both kind of games, but I'm going to tell you one thing that's going to make me sound like an old dinosaur now. And I know there's people out there who agree with me. Towns are too big now in games. I get lost in them. I don't know where I am. They don't, they don't, have, enough, they don't have enough markers around for me to distinguish what, what is where. Like in, 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 in um, Horizon Zero Dawn, in that town Meridian. It's like I have no idea where I'm going. I just hope I, I land to some merchant or something and, and I'm supposed to be where I'm supposed to be. It's too big. <laughs> making your town smaller why don't you, why don't you put markers on the map uh, I, it's just I don't know you know say for example a nice plain village like Cam in Final Fantasy 7 I knew where I was I knew what was where and who was who and I have no idea what's going on well, you want eight shops you don't want anything building the atmosphere <laughs> exactly I mean I don't need to build the atmosphere because I can't go into any houses anymore anyway thanks Final <laughs> Fantasy Remake you can go into some buildings in that. Barely any. Barely any. Right. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> grumpy old shit. <laughs> no, but I do you find that do you find any towns too big for you to navigate and, and learn? You know, like before you knew where everything was in a town and, and like it sometimes it's so huge now, it's like, where am I? Like, I mean you couldn't sound like more of a grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> but I do I mean, I do think if if it doesn't have kind of very much personality in it, then it can just seem the same if things are pretty identical. Yeah. Um, and I don't mean like literally copy pasted, but you know, if there is variances, but there's still a little, they don't really mean anything to you, which is kind of what the real world is. If you're walking it by a lot of the States and the houses look the same, you don't really give a shit if there's a, you know, a different door painted and everything, you only mm. care what's actually relevant to you. But that's the problem. How do you make something seem big and real without it seeming, you know, let's take out all the filler. Let's put it in just well, 
here's my proposal game developers make it like a business park with just a line of shops you know you have your weapons and armor your potions you're in and you know just leave them close together so i know where i need to go and everywhere else is optional yeah but if <laughs> but then everything's gonna feel like you know the town consists of four buildings <laughs> well so does so does retail parks that's real life you said before you didn't want to play a mario game because it was like food levels but you want to play in a retail park (laughs) yeah well food who wants to play in a food level a food level is boring (laughs) whereas if i go into a retail park i know i'm gonna get my weapon (laughs) (laughs) why do you play games (laughs) i don't understand because they're great (laughs) anyway from the joys of a retail park simulator (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it's like Bart playing the virtual lawn mowing game. <laughs> um, I have been playing a lot more of Genshin Impact. Ah, okay. And? Has um, it slapped you in the face yet? No, it hasn't. Um, oh. It's really good. And I haven't spent a cent, and I will not spend a cent, um, but I've been able to do the wishes to gamble to get some characters and stuff. And so mm-hmm. I've got like four characters, and like two of them are really good. And wow. I haven't spent any money at all. I'm not even close to spending money. And do you see the draw now of do it, paying money? Are the characters that good that you're like, oh, you know, who will I get next? Um, I mean, you do want that kind of excitement because basically you've got a simple d- dynamic of a kind of normal sword a user, a spell user, a heavy sword, a bow and arrow. And I, don't, I think that's it. And then you've got all the different elements they can use of fire, ice, lightning, water, wind, and then there's two other ones. Um, so, you know, you can decide if the archer is a fire archer or one's electric archer, one is a water magic user or whatever. Um, and they fight in very different ways, you know, um, and some of them can be useful for different types of enemies. So uh, sometimes it can just be quite fun having that, that kind of option. And then they all have mm. their own kind of special attacks and everything. Um, so it, it is good fun. And then you also can get some good weapons and everything. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm still just wary of that, you know, hidden gambling element there. That's kind of behind the scenes of it. Uh, but I have, I've really enjoyed it. Okay, great. Great. Yeah, good, to hear, good. good to hear. And then um, I also downloaded uh, Call of Duty Warzone because it's currently free. Mm-hmm. Ask me what I make of it, Newman. What do you make of it? Couldn't tell you. It's still downloading. It's been three days. Oh, oh my God. 108 gigs. That's insane. Yeah. What's that free on the PlayStation 4? Yeah. Do you have the subscription, the membership thing? How are you getting them for free? um, I think they just put it for free. I'm on the normal, whatever, PlayStation uh, PlayStation Plus thing. Um, I think it's just... Oh, you are? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you pay your monthly fee? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, then that's, that's why you're getting them for free. Yeah, no, yeah, but I think it's well. I mean, yeah, you, you need it to access the, the PlayStation Store and stuff like that. But I mean, you don't normally get a full new game like that, or reasonably new. No, no, I can access the PlayStation Store without any membership if I want to download something. Buy something. I'm not. Ta- I'm talking about. But what the you online? Play? Can you play online? No. No. Okay. Yeah, I was. I have that. Yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but still, like I mean, for what they're giving you, I think people are just looking at the success that Fortnite did, and they're going, "Actually, you know what? Uh, a forty, fifty, sixty quid price barrier for some games is just going to get some people out of it. But maybe they'll spend, mm. you know, money when they go over it. And you know, no one's going to spend one hundred ten quid on a game, but they will if they keep buying shit from it. Yeah, true. Oh, true. Um, I thought the yeah. Donald was going to ban all that shit. 
Well, apparently he was looking at uh, at doing that. So I mean, they should ban loot boxes, to be honest, because I mean, mm. it is it is it's a very horrible business practice. Mm. Um, but I mean, like I should have good internet, but I can see it downloading slowly uh, on the store. So maybe that's not, you know, uh, Call of Duty's fault. Uh, mm. But it, it is just very slowly coming down. Right. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, um, anyway, do you want to get into some news? Um, yes, I do. Now, let me stall while I try and figure out what... Oh, yeah. Of course, the end key. Whoa! I've got news for you. You are mine now. You belong to me. <laughs> Fat fingers. Uh, I need one of those wands that Homer has. <laughs> A dialing wand. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The fingers you have used are too fat. <laughs> anyway, um, so I've got some news for you. So earlier on in the week, uh, talking some filming news... They released mm-hmm. pictures of Tom Holland as Nathan Drake for the Uncharted film. Tom Holland. He Who is, is he? new Spider-Man. Oh. oh, God. What's wrong with Tom Holland? He's not Nathan Drake. He's too young looking. Uh, I saw a picture of him. He looks the part. He looks the part. He is young. I, t- I told you he ruined it for me in the, that interview with him. But anyway, go on. He just yeah, sounded sorry. so posh and up himself. You don't like him because his his acting skills are so good. You thought he was American, but he's actually English. <laughs> no, he just seemed up himself. Anyway, sorry, go on, continue. Um, I didn't even know there was a movie coming out. That's great. Yeah, very much being compared with um, Indiana Jones. No that, surprise. That kind of film. I think it was a long time ago. I think they were going to get, what's his name? Seth Rogen to be... Um, yeah, so they were going to get Seth Rogen to write, but he said he couldn't do it because it was going to be a... Um, too much of an Indiana Jones film. So some other news for you. Um, Hideo Kojima is working on a new game. Yeah, I've seen that because I have a, I follow Hi, uh, Kojima Productions on my LinkedIn and there was a post that came up. We're looking for X, Y, and Z people. I went through the list. I didn't fit any of their remits. <laughs> so artists, CG. I was like, okay, yeah, keep going, keep going. Keep, uh, okay. <laughs> so I will not I'm just telling you now Heidi I will not be a part of your next project unfortunately uh, I heard he's going to pull the plug if he couldn't get you <laughs> I know it wouldn't surprise me it's not, not a good idea <laughs> um, so let's, it'd be interesting to see what he goes for I believe there is some ideas of could he maybe be doing a um, a horror game again because he didn't get to do Silent Hill oh yeah yeah okay well yeah maybe or, or another or another uh, what's it called a courier uh, um, simulator <laughs> did you get, ever play Death Stranding no but I heard a lot of people saying it was just basically like you're a courier you know what I mean a courier yeah. I've heard a lot of mixed things on it but I think Kojima has earned credit of course he has yeah. you know what I mean so I think, I think I'll, I'll give him a break for it yeah so it should be okay another bit of news is um, Ghost of Tsushima have mm. um, given a free DLC, a co-op one, I believe. Oh, okay. Yeah, so uh, apparently it's, just, it's very, quite impressive, really. Um, that is just something so long after the game came out. They're like, here you go, just have a go with that. Fantastic. Yeah. That should have been lauded instead of The Last of Us 2, just saying. <laughs> uh, well, I do think there are some Game Wars coming out, and I think they expect Ghost of Tsushima to do very well. I hope so. I really do. Yeah. Uh, anyway... Would you uh, like to get into it? No, I have some news. Oh, I'm very sorry. Go on. How dare you? Okay, so uh, news number one. (laughs) 
you can tell I don't do do the news guys because I call it news number one. So news number one <laughs> is uh, Final Fantasy IX will be getting a physical release in Asia this year on Switch. Ooh, I believe it's the same for uh, Final Fantasy VIII as well. Yeah, I heard that they're bundling seven and eight together in a Switch uh, package. So if people are interested in Final Fantasy IX, I know some of you are. Um, not me, but you might. I mean, Krusty's a hero to me. Anyway, um, yeah, so... Uh, <laughs> you remember, um, I can't remember what the show was, but there was like the grumpy news. You used to love it. Was it, a, was it a Muppet show thing? It was like with some Muppets and it's this guy who hates everything. Gary, Gary Gnu. Yeah, Gary Gnu. Yeah. What was that from? Uh, the Great Space something. Odyssey? No. I can't remember. Some kids program anyway. Yeah. And it was this really grumpy person who just complained about everything while he was on the news. That's you. <laughs> like, I'm not complaining. I just don't like Final Fantasy IX. The weather's next. Probably going to be shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It should be weather, man. Um, but uh, yeah, so I, just in case some listeners are interested, um, you know, I know a lot of people loved it. Again, not me, but um, if you do, pick it on up. Uh, other news that I had um, for Sega fans is that a Dreamcast Mini has been uh, teased mm. by uh, my boy Yosuke Okunari, creative producer for Sega, who was involved in the uh, Mega Drive uh, Mini. Yes, which I was actually thinking about getting you for Christmas. So you can tell me after the show if you want it or not. Didn't you get the full Dreamcast recently, and you thought it was disappointing? No, it's just that I didn't get any games for it apart from Soul Calibur and Tomb Raider. All right. Yeah, but it's there if I ever want to play it. You know, it's there. That's the main right. thing. But anyway, so um, so yeah, he didn't out and out confirm it, but he did say um, we're considering concepts similar to the Mega Drive Mini. If I had to name some ideas, something like an SG-1000 Mini, don't know what that is, or a Dreamcast Mini uh, in, in an interview with Nintendo Life. I wonder if they are... Um, I wonder if they're ever going to do the N64 Mini. Um, who knows? They said no um, because they wanted to do it on Virtual Store. I guess in that way they can control all the games and get more money rather than sec. You know, people getting it from. Oh no, they wouldn't be able to get it at the second hand market anyway with the mini classic. But yeah, I, I don't know. Part of the problem was because I know PlayStation did their mini, but um, because they, they had so many different contracts and deals with their games, and like they had redone Crash Bandicoot and stuff like that. Um, yeah, with the with the insane trilogy and stuff, uh, you didn't get a lot of games that you would have expected to be on it. Um, yeah. It was a complete flop. Yeah. Complete and flop. I, I know that like I don't think they've they've done like a HD version of uh Ocarina of Time or Majora's Mask and everything. And there's mm. an idea that are they waiting to do it for an N sixty four mini? Because it's quite weird that's not on the Switch. Yeah, well I thought that they would have done it recently because wasn't it the you know a specific anniversary for the N sixty four recently, twenty years or something or whatever? Yeah, yeah. It would have been twenty five so, years. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So you think they would have done it by now, but um yeah, I, I don't know. Like, I remember at the time, because there was this, if you remember around the time that, like, Nindo, Nintendo trademarked, like, the outline of the N64 pad for some reason. Right. I would have thought they'd have that anyway. But they did that uh, about just before Christmas time uh, last year. and it, Or it could even be the year before that. I don't remember now. But um, it never came to fruition. And they did say that it, it wasn't going to happen, that it was going to be virtual store stuff. So, you know. It's a little, I don't know. I mean, I think sometimes... 
when people they do kind of trademark these things it is a bit of an indication of planning because they do need to do that but also sometimes trademarks fall off you know run out yeah. and they just need to protect themselves yeah i think that was a big thing actually about the n64 is that rare was no longer a thing i mean for nintendo to be able to to, to use because i think right. microsoft bought them or whatever whatever happened to their ownership so like GoldenEye, Banjo-Kazooie, you know, all the other classics that, mm. that, that Rare had, uh, Donkey Kong 64, I guess, um, you know, would be unavailable to them. So I think uh, Microsoft bought Rare because there was a thing yeah. them being on the old Xbox. Yeah, yeah, they did, as far as I know. But yeah, um, yeah so there you go. Should see. And you know, you know, the PlayStation, you know how you knew the PlayStation Mini or Classic was a failure? Within a week of release date, it was on a half price. Really? Wow. Yeah. yeah. Uh, one thing you can do, actually, which is quite good, is I saw a YouTube video of a guy who basically just makes it into a little emulator uh, machine. Mm-hmm. And I think it's like a USB yeah. plug into it. And you can I did that. Play. Yeah, it's just like, you know, and then you can get way bigger libraries and they've got it set up as well. So, like, you've got the game and, like, the cover art of the game as well. So, it's just this huge thing of like yeah this is what people wanted the the nostalgia of all those games in one place with a proper controller you can plug into a hd hdmi port and stuff and just yeah. enjoy it yeah will you stop pinging and binging i thought i told you to put that phone on silent the phone is on silent it's the iMessage built into the laptop all right well unacceptable and, people uh, vote on the on the next co-host you want for the show and let me know who it is and i'll try and agree a contract with them yeah but um i i would yeah. get rid of me at this point to be honest <laughs> <laughs> but actually that's that's the problem with the emulators you know if you emulate a new console it's easily hackable you know you can you know stick in new games you know so yeah that is true that is true yeah but anyway we get into the the meat and bones or Ooh, meat yes. bones <laughs> <laughs> What is it? Meat and potatoes? <laughs> yeah. Don't know what the meat and bones is. I'm I'm signaling a secret society that I'm a member of. The meat and bones. <laughs> I got skull and bones, but anyway. Not a member, just so we're saying. Not a member. Um okay. No, no one thinks you're a pirate. <laughs> <laughs> um okay, so yeah, so we're good doing hidden gems, folks, and I think we'll do this a bit like we did uh a Rancho Relaxo podcast and that we'll play a couple of songs and we'll see um, who can guess what and what can guess who and where we'll go with that. Yep, yep, yep. So we don't know uh, each other's games. No. Nope. Nope. And I have a feeling we might, uh, you know, cross over on one or two. So let's let's see. Right. I don't, right. Think, you've got, so, I don't think you've got either of my, uh, any of my three. Yeah, you probably got PlayStation 4 games. <laughs> right. Sorry. Well, let's go. And from the past, we bring you all of Newman's games. Exactly. That's good. Yeah, hidden gems. Everyone, you know, everyone has exposure to current uh, gen games. They know what's out there. There's no hidden gems anymore. Anyway. Okay, we'll see. Okay, so we'll play the first song, which is from my first game. um, And then we'll talk about it. Here we go. No, no idea. Don't think so. It sounds. What time ago, are they? 
but it could be anything. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, it is mashed. Oh, and, yes. And specifically mashed, fully loaded. Um, now, there's two versions, which is your normal mashed and there's mashed, fully loaded. Now, this game actually didn't rate too well when it was released. Um, so let me see. Well, let me see the fully... Yeah, so the mash received mixed or average reviews on all platforms, except where the PlayStation 2 fully loaded edition received generally favorable, favorable reviews. So I'm seeing here... Uh, you know, gosh, eight out of ten, seven out of ten. GameSpot gave it two point three out of ten. Now, if that doesn't tell you that they're useless, you know what I mean? No, this I is think, not a two point three out of ten GameSpot. I think part like sometimes. I mean, I think that's mad because I think a game has to be broken, like to be getting that bad. You know what I mean? It's like this, yeah, it's terrible. And IGN gave it four out of ten. But anyway. I, uh, yeah, you're right. If it's broken, it deserves a two point three. Nothing else deserves a two two. Uh, you know, two yeah. point three. But anyway, the reason why I think this is a hidden gem is because surprisingly, a lot of people haven't heard of this game, and um, you can get it on the PlayStation Two, the PC, or the Xbox. And um, I don't know if it ever got a virtual kind of uh, release in anything else. So you might just have to get the original guys. But it is one of the best couch co-op driving games out there. And I mean, if kart racing games are that easy to mimic, you would have much more than just, you know, Crash Team Racing and Mario Kart. And, you know, there's not that many of them. It's a simple premise, but to make it fun, um, you know, seems to be a very hard thing to do, but Mashed really did it. Now, it wasn't, it's not like Mario Kart in the sense where it's behind the cart, you know, it's an above view. So it's kind of like Micro Machines was, if you remember the, those games before where you kind of had to, so what happened was that you were racing and the first person to move out of the screen won. And you kept getting points uh, every time you kind of went through. And just the weapons in this game were so much fun. Like you had mines, you had these missiles that would fly up in the air and then land down on the on the other drivers. And there was lots of like commentary between the drivers, like mocking each other and slagging each other. It was just, and I specifically remember one game, it was like this ice level. And like, you'd have to break like 10 seconds before the corner to actually in <laughs> any way make it. And like, I remember playing this like so much with Andy, our cousin Andy and um he loved it. We loved it. It was just so much, just frantic, frantic fun. So a big, big, big hidden gem recommendation for me. I remember this game being chaotic um, yeah. and difficult to control because I remember there'd be some times where, I mean, I didn't play it nearly as much as you. Maybe I was part of the problem. <laughs> yeah. Uh, is that you? I get like a good weapon and be like, oh, yes. And I just fired straight into like a wall. <laughs> yeah. Like, it. But yeah. it had that, I think because you know, if you got too far ahead, it would reset and you'd all start off again from the same point again because it was about building mm. points rather than actually getting completely ahead exactly. of something. Exactly, yeah. Um, it, it made it really fun because you then kept on starting off at the same level again and again and again rather yeah. than it being a race. And then if you get a hit or fall off, it's, you know, you're not, oh, I'm done now for this. It's like, no, I now am in the exact same position as the person next to me. So that was yeah. always really good fun. Or I yeah. know like, you know when you're just right at the cusp of being of losing and you can't even see where you're going because you're so yeah, far away from exactly. the car in front and you're and the car in front starts panicking loads like it's like how are they there they're there somewhere i don't know where they are though because it's not giving me the point and just that kind of terror of half a pixel wrong and i'm gone <laughs> 
But the, the, the thing about that dynamic as well is that it's equally as unforgiving for the person ahead because they can't see what's ahead of them. If they're at the very t- top of the screen and you're at the very bottom, like they don't know what's coming. So like they can knock into something. <laughs> Just like so much frantic fun. And it's like in such little bite-sized chunks of like, you know, point scoring that I think that uh, it, it's really like tailored to, you know, uh, this current generation's, you know, lack of attention for long periods of time, you know, just sit down quickly. <laughs> Don't you give me that face. Old shit. I'm one of them. I am one of them. I'm not, I'm not complaining about them. I am just saying that, you know, I, you know, you want instant gratification from your games and, and it gives you this. And also, um, because like the points can go up and down, like this game can go yes. on forever. You know what I mean? So like if one person's head and you kind of equal and like, it's just going back and forth. So tremendous, tremendous fun. One of the best couch co-op games out there. It is really good fun. I wonder why people had such a low view of it. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe, I don't know, just maybe release at a bad time or mm. not sure. But anyway, fantastic game. I think, I think it's a game that sits very well in, as you said, a couch co-op. It's just yeah, brilliant fun. And then maybe if you're just doing it outside of that, you know, it just loses a lot of its charm. Yeah, I think this actually, I seem to remember hearing that from this game because uh, it uh, sponsored The Simpsons on Sky One at one stage. Oh, you know, yeah. When I went into break or whatever. Um, and I actually remember when I went into, like, this is before you had internet stock checking and stuff. I went into GameStop in, uh, was it Jervis Street or ILAC? I can't remember, Alex Center. And uh, I was looking to buy Mash and he's like, oh, you won't get your hands on that. You know, I was like, why? You know, it's like everyone, as soon as someone sees it, they buy it, like, you know. So we had this definitely like underground cult, um, not cult, yeah, a cult following. Cult you know, following. Uh, yeah, cult <laughs> following. <laughs> uh, meat and bones, underground cult. Um, <laughs> Are you trying to signal something to me? You're blinking a lot. <laughs> I'm having a seizure. Um, yeah, so um, yeah, fantastic game. I really recommend it. And the people who loved it really loved it. So, you know, Get in on it. eBay it now. What a now. shitty cult now. to be set up around to get mashed at the, like in their robes with like just the Xbox like thing on like a pedestal somewhere. <laughs> we gather at night and play mash. Yeah. Um okay. So that's all I have to say about that one. So right. on to your first game. I'm gonna play the music now. I've never heard that song before and I liked it so much that I couldn't stop it. Fantastic. <laughs> I really love this game. I have no idea what it is. It's not near Automata again, is it? It's not near Automata. Now I know God. you haven't played this game. Okay, okay. Um, so it is a game. It's a modern game. It's on the Switch. It is Astral Chain. Oh, okay, okay. Have you, heard anything? Have you ever heard anything about it? No, no. But that, that soundtrack is exactly up my alley. That's my Spotify mix number three. Exactly the kind of music that I like. Well, it's got quite a, an interesting kind of thing. Um, it's made by Platinum Games, who did also make Nier Automata. Okay, right, right. So uh, 
it is set in a kind of futuristic world. Um, so I think you're in, uh, if it's not in Japan, I think it is in Japan, but it's very Japanese looking modern city or hyper modern city. Um, and you're basically a detective and there's these kind of rifts in time which are appearing and through that are coming these kind of digital monsters. Um, and then you, uh, some people on the police force are able to tame them and use them mm-hmm. to fight back against the other ones. So you are able to do that. You're able to kind of get these things and it, it breaks it up in these different ways of you can have four different characters that you can use and they all fight in different ways. One's got a sword, one's got like a bow and arrow, bigger weapons, stuff like that. Um, and you also play parts like a detective. So you need mm-hmm. to go to like these crime scenes or whatever, investigate the area, do side quests and stuff where you find out different things, but you also fight in this kind of style with these different uh, enemies. It is really good fun. It is like yeah. action-y and fun. It's a cool, like a pretty original premise. The music is brilliant. That's kind of like a lot of the fight music kind of goes through that. Um, and then the other kind of thing is this sort of really kind of techy, um, kind of lo-fi tech music, which just makes you feel like you're in a futuristic city. And then very operatic music when it's, you know, very epic moments. Um, Sounds right up my alley. It's great. It's really good. It's really, really highly rated as well. But the thing is, why I'm saying it's a hidden gem, is that it's only sold, I think I've got it here, about a million copies. Right? Mm. It is the 31st best-selling Nintendo Switch game. Oh, okay. The Switch isn't known for its huge library. So True, true, true. Every other game that's on the Switch um, is higher uh, selling than this. And this game is higher rated than most of those games. Wow. It does this one really cool thing. So there's all this kind of thing of you're in these like slums sometimes. And there's these kind of merc groups and these smaller groups. And this is one guy. And he's uh, kind of like a ninja. Uh, but he, he's like really huge. And he wears like this mask on his face to cover his identity. And the mask is like an LED one that like glitches and like twitches and stuff. And it's got like spiked teeth. Um, and it's just this really cool idea of like what would a modern futuristic mask look like and a great way of hiding the identity and everything. Just these little details that you go, that is a cool character design. That's really, right. really cool. I highly is, recommend it. Is this uh, exclusive to the Switch? It is. Wow. Okay. Fantastic. Is it based on a manga or anything? No, I don't think so. I don't think so. Oh, okay. Like it, it sounds like, yeah. Yeah, I think it's an IP. So it's it's really good fun. So the kind of you as a character, like you, you're like a cop. I think you can have like a pistol and you can have like a nightstick and you can have like a, a heavier kind of one as well. So it's very action-y how you can just jump around and fight each other. And uh, it's nice. Yeah, it's really good. Um, I mm. would very much recommend it. I think like an action RPG, is it? More action-y than RPG. Uh RPGs, but I mean, you do have the thing where you can go around and have side quests and do that kind of a thing. Uh, it's just, okay. a, just a very good game, and it's original. It looks really cool. The music is great. The character design is really good. It's like an IP, as far as I'm aware. So mm. yeah. I'm I'm 100 in. Yeah, get I'm it. in. Um, for some reason, it reminded me of Tokyo Girl. I don't know why. It, it would almost have some of that sort of similar look. It's not like dark and whatever, but I mean, you know, you do you can use the kind of um, it's astral chain because you put you have a chain that goes around these sort of digital monsters you can control, and there's just some really clever things you can do. Like you can use like the things can like float or jump higher than you, so you can push them over to a platform, and then they can pull the chain, so you get pulled up to them. So oh, okay. you know, 
you can use a chain to wrap it around enemies and then they get locked in and then you can attack them in different ways and stuff and mm. um, you can like trip them up and like go zoom by them so it's just clever design on how to use these different uh, elements and characters very good very good uh, i'm in i'm in big time okay my second game if yeah. you're all ready Is it like Goemon again? <laughs> no, that's 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 way too serious and epic for a Goemon. Goemon much funnier than that. Yeah, um, I'm not sure. I sound, it sounds familiar. Have I played this game? You have not played this game, I'm afraid, um, or maybe you have. But anyway, it is Kessen Two. Oh my! <laughs> and listen, <clears throat> I was surprised to find recently that there's actually three of these games. Not one, not two, but thrice. Um, I had the first one, I had the second one, and I bought the third one there recently on eBay. Uh, I haven't played it yet. But um, this is a genre, a game that I think is, is you know, I just think it's a really, really fun genre. It's uh, it's obviously it's by uh, Koi Tecmo, who also do um, the infamous Dynasty Warriors, one of my personal favorites and friend of mine's. Um, so yeah, it's uh, it's a really good game. It is a strategy game. So you have your different, uh, you know, your army units, and then you have um, basically a leader of your unit, and they typically have a special power, or you know, list of special powers. And it's just um, it mixes the best parts of Dynasty Warriors with uh, more strategic elements. Um, you know, the way you can control your, you know, your army units, the way you can kind of, you, you can like um, direct your special powers over certain parts of the army. And then you can actually go down uh, into the battle yourself as, as the uh, lieutenant or leader, whatever they're called, mm. and fight individually. So it's a really tremendous fun. If you like Dynasty Warriors, I think a lot of people, there's a lot of people who haven't uh, heard of this game who are actually also Dynasty Warriors fans. I don't know why uh, Koi Tecmo didn't continue the series post uh, playstation 2 but they didn't um but uh so yeah let me see it had a kind of you know as usual most koi tecmo games have kind of average to good reviews um and it is of course based on the famous novel uh very 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 loosely based on the uh famous chinese novel romance of the three kingdoms mm-hmm. um but yeah a tremendous fun and um, I, I remember, you know, I don't know if you're playing Dynasty Warriors, but there's a guy, uh, Lu Bu. Yes, I do remember Lu Bu. He's like 12 foot tall. And like, uh, he's like, actually, every time you hear his name, you're like, <laughs> because he's just, you can't like, it's like, you literally kill everyone. Like, you know, it's, he's one of, these, one of these people, just almost impossible to kill. Like, you know, but yeah. um, I always, I remember playing the, um, 
I think it was I think it was Dynasty Warriors game, unless maybe I did have a go at your cast. And I think it's like the first level where you're, you're like, Lou Boo is on the battlefield. Do not engage. Do not engage. Yeah. And, I, and I always think that's a video game going, oh, you know, maybe if you can beat him or you can knock him, you get like a special item or a side quest or something. Over the, so I go and give it a go. Absolutely destroys you. <laughs> yeah. And then the thing is, you can't even run away from him because he keeps following you. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. with those huge legs of his, like uh, <laughs> that guy, do you find something comical about my appearance <laughs> while it's driving my automobile? <laughs> um, but you know, it's good character design because that's the name I remember from a game I did not play very much. Yeah, it's an easy name to remember in fairness, Lubu. <laughs> yeah, well, true. Yeah. <laughs> Better than Ji Hao Yuan. That's a bit hard to remember. I'll give you that. Yeah, exactly. But um, yeah, love this game. Koi Tecmo. I know you listened to the last podcast. So if you're listening to this one again, uh, do this again, please, this game. Maybe they, because um, I think they, they started doing their Warriors games. They started doing Warriors versions of other things. So maybe they think, look, Dynasty Warriors is our main one. Let's, instead of doing, you know, um, getting a, a smaller group of people with the same type of game again, let's try and branch out a bit. So maybe that's why they stopped making them. Yeah, I think they did a similar kind of game, but it wasn't based in China. I think it was more like, you know, Western armies kind of stuff, you know, right. which typically has more boring lore than, you know, Japan and China and all those kind of more Oriental countries with, you know. know but anyway. Yeah, so um, really, really recommend this game, guys. Unfortunately, I think you're only going to be able to get it as a PlayStation 2 game. But uh, I'll let you know when I play the third version. Uh, the third game, haven't played that yet. But um, big thumbs up for me. So get mm, it. Good. Now, now, now. Okay, so your second game. Soundtrack coming up now. A great song um were you finding in the subway by any chance when that was going on no it's not a not a modern placed game um i don't think you've played it but you've played games from the series anyway, dragon ball no 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 it is a tales of game ah okay tales of zestiria ah so this okay. originally was on the playstation 3 uh, i played it on the on the playstation 4 when it came out um, really, really low sales. Um, I like not amazing ratings from some people. Some people are quite a good fan of it. Uh, it sold less than one million copies on the PlayStation Three and the PlayStation Four, only selling twenty three thousand on the PlayStation Four. Wow! God. Yeah, sorry, less than one million on the PS Three, PS Four, and Steam, and then twenty three thousand was was it for uh, PlayStation Four? I don't know why. Like some of these games are way bigger than the others. Um, this is one I just really liked because I thought it, it was just basic bread and butter JRPG but mm. it did a really nice battle dynamic thing of you've got these different characters who are different elements and you can sort of fuse in them for certain things uh, and you get different powers on it and I just I just found it really satisfying doing that and the battle starts off so basic 
and then builds and builds and builds into all these different things of you need this character to do this or this enemy is only weak against this element so you need to fuse that with them and it just worked so well for me um mm. but yeah some people really like it some people say it's a bit plain a bit everyday i think they're a bit harsh i mean yeah it is kind of you know you are going on like a global adventure but I mean, sure, all like JRPGs start with mission one, get your friend toast, mission two, fight God, you know, like true, they're always true. like that. Yeah. Um, but they're, uh, but yeah, I just think it's really good. I really, really enjoyed it. It, it does have some things which aren't likable. There's one dude who wears a top hat at all times, at all times, <laughs> and doesn't wear a shirt. <laughs> That's brilliant. That reminds me of the time. Uh... I th- was I in Amsterdam? Yeah, in Amsterdam, there was this guy who um, was wearing a, a potted plant on his head as a hat. <laughs> and then he was seen the next day wearing a different plant on his head. <laughs> anyway. Were other people seeing him or was it just you? <laughs> yeah, Jay, Jay Kelly can confirm this. Jay, if you're listening. I uh, <laughs> I remember once I was um I was in an airport, I was rain I was at the point where I was just about to get onto the plane, uh, and this guy walks up with his uh, his girlfriend or wife or whatever, and the guy I knew he was a dickhead because he was wearing a top hat, and he was wearing like normal clothes the rest of it and just the smug look on his face of just wearing a top hat and like as he was coming over. I could hear his, uh, his girlfriend just saying, oh, shove that fucking hat up your ass. <laughs> That's brilliant. <laughs> and uh, I remember there was this thing. I just, I just, I hated this guy straight away. And uh, the air staff came over to us and they go, look, it's just going to be a minute. There's just a problem with the jetway, the thing which, you know, spreads the plane out, to, the things so you can get onto the plane. It's just, a, a, it's just stuck for a minute. We're just going to fix it and then you can get on the plane. I was like, oh, okay. And he was just behind me and he didn't hear her. Right, and of he course, turns, the top hat was blocking his ears. <laughs> and he just goes, "God, tell us there's something wrong with the plane," really loudly. And then yeah. somebody's kind of go like in the queue who he didn't know. It's like, "What's happening?" He goes, "There's something wrong with the plane." They said the the plane's not not working, and it's just like he didn't say that. And now you've announced this flight full of people that the plane they're going to get on is broken. All the while wearing a top hat. Sounds <laughs> <laughs> like he's a gentleman. And um, he, um, yeah. So, yeah i just i really enjoyed this game um you can, like if you want i'm sure you'll get it so cheap whether you get it online or from a secondhand shop or something hmm. uh, it's really good if you just want to have hours to plug into a jrpg it's like it's colorful it looks really good uh it plays fun it's it's really good mix of action it does all the things that you want a jrpg to do where you go to a town you can buy you know uh, equipment and everything and learn skills and it's it's a really good game if you've played these games they're quite similar uh but i really liked the particular battle system that i had in this better than uh tales of vesperia the characters aren't as good mm. but the battle system yeah i think it's better than this okay okay mm, very interesting yeah. never played this one but um yeah vesperia was one of my favorites okay so very similar but you know yeah, well, you probably don't have Troy Baker in this one, do you? I never knew it was Troy Baker when I was playing Vesperia. Oh, really? I didn't realize it was him. I mean, he does so much. So Same for, yeah, what's does. his name? Nolan North. Does he do loads of them? Oh, yeah, yeah. I wonder how you get in on this on this, on this this gig. If you're just a voice actor, you do it. You know, they work a lot mm-hmm. of things. I remember seeing this thing about there was this problem with voice actors where they got them in 
And Troy Baker's huge because he also did mocap and stuff, you know, so yeah, yeah. That's a certain level of, of fame for that. But they got somebody in to do the voice acting for Fallout 4. Um, and they don't tell them what size the game is they're doing. They don't give them any of the information. They come in and they get a script. And, you know, they can read a, ver- a variety of different dialogue options depending on what you say to them and everything. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, he did, and this guy didn't know wh- what character he was. And it turns out he was quite a big character in Fallout 4. All right. If you don't know what it is, you don't know how to price for it, right? So if you're doing a main character for Fallout 4, going to be a huge game from a huge company, you should be paid properly. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's going to be a big yeah. part of that. But uh, they were like kind of keeping that stuff secret so they wouldn't know, which is horrible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I was going to say, get me in on the voiceover action. I'd love that job. That'd be one of my uh, dream jobs. But if they, did they pay you like crap? Well, no, I think just they don't. I well, I don't know. I think if you're if you're good and you get enough work, I think I think you're fine. What uh, do you think they told the uh, Resident Evil One actors when they were like, "Don't open that door." You know, do you know what the problem was with that? What? Was they were doing it in Japan and they just got the only like English actors they could oh, see. Oh, you told me about that before. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that's why they're all really bad actors is because they like filmed and shot in Japan. So their pool <laughs> of people was really, really small. And, you know, uh, I'm sure there was some very big, uh, better actors there, but maybe not for the budget of a PlayStation 1 game in the 90s. Imagine they would have gotten a Japanese person who didn't speak English to read those English lines. It wouldn't have been much but worse. <laughs> no, exactly. It would have been much better because it would have been much funnier. <laughs> I mean, there's enough humor in that shy yeah, script. True. <laughs> um, so, stand back, Jill. I'm about to kick this door down. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's like, okay. It's the word this. It's the last word in the page. It's to turn the page. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Go on, Barry Burton. Great name. Okay, so my final game. And Yusuf, you'll know this one. Here we go. Right. I love that. Um, that was it's like a wonderful little holiday for me. Yeah. Um, uh, was it Grandia? <clears throat> Ooh. I, uh, no, I don't know. It'll be no fun if I'm just guessing. <laughs> it's Alundra. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Now, yeah. So I, I think we've mentioned this game a couple of times uh, in the history of the podcast. Um, but the thing is, uh, it did rate very well around the time it was released and it sold reasonably well. Now, when I say reasonably well, let me see. Does it have it here? Uh, reception. Um, <clears throat> doesn't, doesn't give it here. But um, yeah, it, it did rate very well, uh, quite well, you know, 80s, kind of 8.5. Um, GameStop gave it an 8.8. So look, I forgive you for that past one. Um, 86% on Metacritic. But the reason why I put it as my hidden gems um, is because I, you know, typically being a nerd and loving 
uh, RPGs and these kind of uh, games. Even though it's not really a hardcore RPG game, it's kind of more Zelda-esque. Um, I know a lot of people who've never heard of this game, so I just thought I'd throw this in. So it's Alundra. It is like Zelda um, in that, you know, you, you, it's kind of an action RPG. Um, like old you, school you Zelda, we should say. Not, not the treaties. Old school. Old school Zelda, definitely. So it's a kind of 2D game um, from on top. Is it 2D? No, it's 3D, but it's kind of, it's not like, you know, N64 or 3D walking around the world kind of stuff, yeah. kind of flat cartoony graphics. Um, you know, you kind of... Uh, I suppose it's kind of like Metroid in a way where you kind of unlock, you can access new areas by being able to like destroy rocks with maybe a chain mail kind of thing, whatever it's called. Um, so like it, it was, and it was actually very challenging just from a controls perspective as well. Um, it, you know, it's, it's not, not that easy a game. It's difficult. It, it has kind of really interesting themes mm-hmm. um, just very quickly. So uh, uh, this is one of the few games where I actually love that the protagonist doesn't actually talk. He's a silent character. Mm-hmm. And I really usually don't like that in games at all, but in this one, it, it works fine. So you're basically you are kind of on this ship and I think everyone on your ship kind of dies and you wake up on the shore and you're kind of a member of a different race and then the humans that you want in the area you wash up on you're brought into the town and you can suddenly kind of go into people's dreams and people's people are having these nightmares and you're kind of called the dream walker we're able to go into their dreams and help them to resolve whatever's going on um and then basically stuff starts going wrong in this village and then they kind of start thinking that Spoiler alert, by the way. Um, and the <laughs> this PlayStation One game. <laughs> Still a spoiler alert. If people take our uh, hidden gem seriously, hmm. so um, fast forward a minute if if you don't want the story spoiled. So they think that Alundra is causing the uh, the dreams. You know that he's the problem, and basically what happens is that the priest in the village was getting the village to pray to a false god who they thought was a real god and that he was causing all these horrors to happen to the village but there's a lot of things hinted in this game and it kind of has a very kind of mature story um, and that it kind of touches themes like death uh, depression fate religion and um, the essence of what it is to be human so I, I really really recommend this game I think it is overlooked as we said before the second game is nothing like the first game I think you can only pick this up on the PlayStation 1 guys so this is kind of old school but um, yeah you know you're going through your dungeons you're exploring the island and lots of puzzle solving that and really hard puzzles like you know where you get little lines of kind of poetry and you have to figure it out and put things in a certain way so very very challenging game at the time <clears throat> haven't played it in years but big big uh, recommendation for me yeah i played this game and it, it it was fun it did have that um when when zelda went 3d with ocarina of time this is what you imagined a step the next step would have been for a zelda game if you know like if a uh, whatever a link to the past or whatever um or link's awakening continued going in that kind of same old route that kind of looking yeah. down from that kind of route because uh, it if i i mean i haven't played in a long time but i recall it just it having a, a nice level of action adventure of how to use your weapons in the correct way and everything so uh, yeah yeah i would uh, i would also recommend this but as we said don't play the second one don't play a Lundra 2 if you can only see that one because Don't it is that. a completely different game. Yeah. Okay, so now time for your final game.
that's some more fantastic music. I have to oh. say, you've really outdone yourself now with the hidden gems music-wise. That sounded like uh, an office simulator mixed with uh, a Christmas movie and a Superman uh, movie as well. I I very much get your Christmas uh, reference. There is something a bit. You can imagine Arnold Schwarzenegger running around the shopping center. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's a comedic symbol hits or something. Um, it's not a jingle all the way anyway. No, no, it's not. Uh, it is not any of those things. It is Final Fantasy Tactics Advance 2. So, when did you play this? Does not roll off the tongue. So, this one I played. I'm glad you asked, Newman, because it may actually help people play some of the games you mentioned. I used an emulator. Ah, okay, okay. Because yeah. for anybody who uh, doesn't know, there's a load of them. If you look it up, it's really easy to get. I. Uh, you know, emulators aren't, maybe they're not the best thing, but if you cannot get a game, if you already bought a game before uh, and it's not available elsewhere, emulators are quite good. I had one that's called Open Emu, uh, EMU for em- emulator. Um, not the bird. And No, not the bird. <laughs> um, how to cook one, yeah. <laughs> um, so I, I found that this emulator and there's just loads of these websites where you can go, you can get the ROMs for it, you can play it, you can... With that one, the Open EMU one, you can pick um, like different consoles you want for it. Works really well. So mm-hmm. I played this because this was only released on the um, Game Boy. Which one was it? The Advanced Dual Screen. Okay. So not the newer one that came out afterward. Not the two. Yeah. Right. Okay. Or, okay. Or the two DS XL or the three DS. The, yeah, the first yeah. dual screen one. Um, I don't uh, recall you owning that console, Yusuf. You sure you uh, you own this game legitimately? <laughs> anyway, um, nobody owned this game legitimately. That's why I'm talking about it as a hidden gem. <laughs> All right, go on. Quickly moving on. Um, okay, I didn't buy it. I didn't buy the game. All right, I didn't buy the game. <laughs> um, so this thing. <laughs> Sorry, wrong button. <laughs> So I looked at it, right? And uh, this game had less than a million copies, right? Mm-hmm. And isn't even in the top 70 games sold on the platform. Wow, okay. So, like, that's how kind of hidden it is. Rated really highly. So if anybody's played the older Final Fantasy Tactics, this isn't like that. So there was a special Final Fantasy Tactics on the Game Boy Advance that was called Tactics Advance. And that was really good. And I played that and I loved that. And then I wanted to play the sequel because this did something that a lot of tactics games don't do. Or a lot of other games don't do in the same kind of way, which is um, when you can switch from class to class, you know, you, you know, you start off usually as like a low character, like a soldier, and then you can become like a knight or whatever. Um, in this one, you get different weapons that only that class can use. In this game and in uh, Final Fantasy Tactics Advance, you can learn weapons from the weapons you use. Learn skills, sorry, from the weapons you use. And then you can keep that. It's very cool. Learn weapons from the weapons you use. <laughs> learn them real well. Um, and then you can keep those skills when you can go around. So you can, for example, become like a ninja and learn how to dual wield daggers. And then mm. you can become a knight. And then you can also then do a wheel to two-handed swords and stuff. And it's just a really fun way. And then you can use really powerful dark magic as well or something. It's just a really 
great way of making up your different characters and your different uh, roles. So it's a tactics game. It's a fun one. Um, it, there's like over 50 different jobs you can do um, as you kind of go through the different levels of stuff. And there's a lot of freedom in what you can, what you want to do. Maybe that could be a bit overwhelming sometimes on it, but um, you can just, you know, you can recruit who you want, keep who you want, send them off on side quests. Really, really fun game. Really just a nice way of, um, of getting into a tactics game. That's not maybe the, there is tactics involved, but I kind of feel like they make it fun and quicker to do something. I don't think it's a kind of tactics game where it's like, no, if you are actually just a bit sloppy about this, you're going to lose straight away. It doesn't really do that. You know? Okay. Because okay. I remember I played like Valkyrie Chronicles and I feel like if you didn't do things the right way, you just weren't going to win. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or at least you weren't yeah, going to Yeah. Yeah, you're actually reminding me of another hidden gem that's like this game, and I don't think I should reveal it. I might leave it for the next episode, but uh, very similar to this game. Interesting, well. interesting. Um, so I really, I think I know the one. Does it have a goat character in it? No, no I don't think so. I bet. It what does. letters? Is, what letters does it start with? <laughs> I can't remember. Cannot remember. Are you pinging again? I'm pinging again. I'm. This sorry. is a fucking piss take. This episode. Everybody won't stop bothering me. Ugh. Okay, right. What are you doing? Are you checking emails? I am. <laughs> oh, people, if you haven't had enough of him in this episode, um, you know, I don't know what to say. I'm sorry. I am sorry. I'm sorry. Right. I have no excuse for it anyway. And you should see the amount that he's cut out of this episode already up to this point. I mean, oh, if he leaves this in. You reminded me of how much admin I'm going to have to do after how much editing. It's going to be exactly. quite a, Sorry about this. Exactly. Anyway, so that was my last one. So uh, do you have any, um, what you call it, dickhead reviews for us this week? Of what game? <laughs> of any of them? Because I've gotten some for some of the games. I don't actually. I didn't even think about that, but uh, I'll give you the, Okay, it is. Thank you very much. So, uh, <laughs> so I got one for Astral Chain, right? So yeah. This is from Leo Shads in 2019. Cool name. Leo says, unplayable. Freezes every time on the Switch. I tried too many times. Zero percent. <laughs> Good man, Leo. Does Leo think... He's talking about the actual game. Like, does he think he's actually reviewing the game? It's like, this is the case for everybody. No one's actually been able to play it, Leo. <laughs> Look, let's not argue with Leo. All right. He's a I, cool name. Unless I've it's Radker. You can argue with him. <laughs> I've got one from Eric L. about Final Fantasy Tactics Advance 2. Mm-hmm. Gives it a zero. Eric says, This is probably the worst game I've ever played since One Chan Barra's Bikini Samurai Squad. <laughs> <laughs> okay each uh, each character has such a limited number of attacks and there is no originality anywhere i would like to point out to eric that this game has over 50 uh, different jobs where everybody can have multiple attacks but anyway the story is forgettable <laughs> but complaining about that would be complaining about a resident evil story so i shouldn't mind that too much and i think oh. that... sorry go on <laughs> No, I mean, what is he talking about? I, I guess it's a evil story. 
Okay, okay. Right, go on. And I think the cutscenes are skippable, <laughs> but I haven't played it in a while. Brackets for good reason. <laughs> I can't remember. <laughs> also, why do I have to pay to do side quests? <laughs> Should he's not talking about real money? He's talking about in-game currency to accept the mission. Right. Shouldn't it be the other way around? They do pay you when you do side quests, by the way. <laughs> uh, I'm going to skip some of it. Also, why does my last name have to be Clement? <laughs> is he forced to have the name Clement? Yeah, his surname is Clement. He's like, look, yeah, has a point. <laughs> Camacho Clement rolls right off the tongue. Bracket sarcasm. Thank you, Eric. Why can't I customize that to be something like Michaels or Obama or McNugget? Or anything but Clement in all capitals, an exclamation. <laughs> that is um, giving it a zero out of 100. There's your reviews. There are my reviews. I have one here. I've just done that on the fly as you've been reading yours. Um, <clears throat> for Keston 2. <laughs> Gave a 2 out of 10 on June the 5th, 2012. The Dark Pow. What a fail of a game. Just look at the damn graphics. Absolutely horrible. Graphics are everything for our game, and this game doesn't have it. Long live graphics. <laughs> Long live graphics. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, thank you, The Dark Pow. Brilliant. Um, okay, so we move on to the most important section of uh, the pod. Is this going to be all uh, Korean round? Of course not. I never have Korean questions. I mean... You do. <laughs> this is a real. This is a real quiz, and we're even going to give you multiple choice in one of them. Ooh, ready? Yeah. Test your might. No. Okay. I didn't use that one before. <laughs> I have, and the thing was, I actually forgot to get a new one this week, so I just quickly uh, added an old one there. Hoping people would remember, but obviously you did. So I I don't know if I'm going to cut out the bit earlier on where I admitted my uh, technical issues, but just in case I did, I'd like everyone to know Newman was giving me dogs abuse for not being prepared for this episode, and here we are. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, I started a new job, and it's way it's very busy, so I haven't got time to research during work hours. You know, um, bit, you know, having kids and all that stuff. You know, yeah, you know how it goes, people, parents. You know yeah, they're is. also bored. Get to the questions. <clears throat> okay, question number one. Now you you know you consider yourself one of these you know new age cool people who are up with times and shit. Do you mean, I mean I'm dirty? You, <laughs> you you host the news on this pod. You know you th- you think you got your finger on the button. Let's see how much you do. Jerk. Uh, what was <laughs> what was the code name for the new generation of Xbox consoles? Was it Scorpio? And I tell... Hold on a minute. I was going to give you options for this. Oh, sorry. So uh, you've got three options. Project Green, Project Regen, Project Lockhart. Mm. Project Green. No, I'm afraid it's Project Lockhart. Damn it. Yep. Okay, question number two. Which countries which will sell the PS5 have yet to receive a release date for the formerly mentioned console? 
which countries? Oh, are you not going to give me multiple choice? Absolutely not. Uh, I tell you what, one is a continent, kind of. Yeah. Kind of. <laughs> <laughs> no, it is a continent. Is it Africa? No, you have to guess the two countries. Oh, I have no idea. Um, I don't know if I'm guessing countries or oh, uh, North Korea. No. Okay. No, sorry. It's uh, China and South America. Damn it. <laughs> China was easy. You know, they have to get their censorship stuff in before they release the console. So it was obvious. No. Ah, yeah. Sorry. Ah. You don't censor a console. You might. You might uh, cop- copy it and, you know, release your own version. Anyway. We'd have, which have Hong Kong and Taiwan taken out of all games. Um. Okay, question number three. What is Capcom's best-selling game of all time? Ooh. So, there's multiples. Is it a series or is it an individual game? I'm talking an individual game. All right, and nothing about it being released again and again, or... Listen, the question's fairly straightforward. What is their best-selling game of all time? And I'm not talking about releases again and again. I'm just talking a game, one game. Name the game. Resident Evil 4. No, I'm afraid not. It's a Monster Hunter World at 16.1 million copies. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Yeah. Big fan base, that game, apparently. Did you ever play them? No, I believe World is a bit different though as well. World is the one that was released on PlayStation 4, wasn't it? I think it was, yeah, the most recent, as far as I know. A lot of them were on handheld consoles. I believe they're quite good. I wanted to get uh, Monster Hunter, but I think it's coming free with the PlayStation 5 uh, if you have uh, PlayStation Plus. So uh, okay. I was holding out for it. Yeah, I, I never got into them myself, but I heard that they're not the most accessible to newbies to the to the genre. I think it can be a lot of serious. Yeah, I think it can be a lot of, you know, oh, this armor does this, this sword does this. But I think when you start off, it's okay as, as long as they, you know, give it to you bit by bit. I think if you go away and you come back, I think it's a bit confusing. Okay. All right, so here we go. You'll receive a nice bonus when the work is done. You know the rules. And the rules tell you that if you fail, you fail. So frogs are amphibians and members of the order of Anura. What does Anura mean? What? <laughs> Frogs are amphibians and members of the Order of Anura. What does Anura mean? Order of Anura. Yeah, it's a it's an order of uh, animals. You were saying it like it's a cult. <laughs> <laughs> leave, leave meat and bones out of this, will you, please? It's like the one where they play mashed. <laughs> uh, Anura. Wet rat. <laughs> That's terrible. No, it means without tail in ancient Greek. I thought it might have meant like a wet rat in ancient Greek. No, wet tail, I just told you. You said without tail. (laughs) Sorry, without tail. (laughs) I'd say most frogs' tails are wet if they had them, which they don't. So, without tail. 
Well, tadpoles have tails. At what point does a tadpole become what, a frog? What's a tadpole? <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so listen, I think Yusuf's given a good example of his uh, pop co-host abilities this, this week. So, you know, vote them out, people. Vote you're saying, them out. You're saying <laughs> yeah. I've claimed some sort of title for myself. You have with your smug top hat that you wear. People don't know you're wearing for this podcast. <laughs> I just, I just do the news because you refuse to believe anything that's, that's news. You're like, don't like it. <laughs> Bullshit. That's not true. All right. Well, if you want anyway. the grumpy times with Cranky Kong, the next week Newman will do it. <laughs> that's a great name for a show, Grumpy Times with Cranky Kong. It might be a, you know, a side uh, project that I do by myself. And with other people wrong who are angry this week. <laughs> exactly. There's lots of demand for that. People, people want the truth. No more bullshit. The truth. <laughs> yeah. Okay, okay. Um, all right. Do you have anything else to add? Not really. No. Um, obviously, want to um, echo your comments at the start of the podcast and thank you for our new listeners. Um, if people have shared the podcast and rated it, we appreciate that. Um, we enjoy doing this, and we enjoy when people listen and get involved. So, um, if you have anything you want to add. Um, please give us an email at press the action button pod at gmail.com. That's right. And uh, I keep a very close eye on this mailbox. So, you know, send them in anything at all, except spam, send it in and I'll read it. You'll, you'll get read on this podcast. Sometimes you'll even read spam. So <laughs> that's true. So if that doesn't show you, you know, yeah. Thank you so uh, much uh, to people who have listened recently. It really um, it means a lot. Um, so yeah if you do like it and if you would like to share it with some other people you think might like it please go ahead and do so Mm -hmm. and we're open to any suggestions for uh, new pods I think we might go back to the old uh, staple one game review next week but who knows we'll see see. I'm going to end this pod with the great song from Astral Chain that Newman loved uh, which is a great song and for the intro which everybody else has heard now except for Newman I'm going to play something completely different uh, and Newman will have to tune in to find out. Yeah, as long as you don't, you know, misspell the name of this podcast, I don't care. It's not misspelled, I might do. A, a fire, <laughs> fireable offence already. You're trying to fire me so much this week. Do you know what has actually been really pissing me off this week? Uh, here Sorry, we go. I probably, sh- probably shouldn't do this at the end. I made a point. I used to just always accept all cookies to every side I went to. never i don't know i just did because they throw it up in your face and they give you this tiny bar to look at anything unless you do something so i started i said no i'm not going to accept all i'm going to go on and i'm going to you know confirm my choices the amount of time it takes and the amount of time they try and fool you into doing it again like because the button at the top's always still confirm all and you have to go to the bottom and like confirm my choices the bastards it depends on some websites some are Worse than others, I always say no. Um, it, annoyingly, if you're like signed into like Google, which if you if you have a Gmail or a YouTube account, you are, and you open up a new tab, you can kind of go in there, and that will change the settings across the board for everything that happens with Google. Um, right. And some websites they will take you to like an ad choice kind of option, and you can opt out of everything there in one go. Um, mm. Some of them are quite bad. I remember before, before they kind of fully made this illegal thing, some websites, the button just for opting out just wouldn't work. Um, yeah, yeah, that still happens. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's unbelievable. Yeah. 
it should be illegal for them to make it such a disadvantage for you to click confirm your choice. It should be equal, either yes or no. Simple. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, I think it is. I think it is illegal um, because you need to you know, let people know what, what they're doing. It's, it's quite a mad thing. You should say no to it because basically what you're saying is this company, you can see what I do on all other websites, stuff like that, even if it's no longer remotely related to it. So I can sell that information to somebody else. It's like, yeah, so we're actually just going to follow you around just so we can sell you stuff. And it's just, it's not all right. Yeah. Anyway, so that, that was pissed me off this week. So anyway, there you go. Yeah. There's my two cents. But listen, not a good point to end the podcast on. So we just want to say uh, all our listeners, we love each and every one of you. And that's right. You too, Thomas. I know you're listening. Whoever Thomas is. <laughs> <laughs> But um, yes, yeah, we love tea. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you did. You did uh, select. Uh, you did opt in to cookies uh, when you listened to this podcast, Thomas. So <laughs> I know you're drinking Dilma brand tea right now. <laughs> Look, Tom, okay. don't don't worry about it. It's fine. it's fine. We are watching you That's... through a camera. But anyway. <laughs> yeah. So listen. Um, thanks everyone for listening, and uh, we'll talk to you next week. Goodbye. Bye.